Welcome to yet another episode of My Friend Podcast. So let's just address the elephant in the room, which is that Ruby and I have continually lied to you about when our guest episode is coming out. So this episode was supposed to be our guest episode. However, it took a little longer because we filmed it and we're idiots. So that will be coming out on Monday, Hanukkah, hopefully, if everything goes according to plan. And we decided to just serve you this little filler episode in the meantime so you could get your fix. And I'll just stop talking and we'll jump into this episode, which mostly has to do with self-help, self-optimization. I don't know. But it's, it's not about dating, thank God, because nobody wants to hear about that anymore from us. I hope you guys all are happy and healthy and being good people. Goodbye and enjoy this episode. Should we start with like that... Um... You know the foghorn sound that they do at clubs? Bo, bo, bo. We should start with that every every podcast. I wish you could just run a computer diagnostic report on yourself. Every day? Every day. You don't feel that good or maybe something's a little off. Just run that report and it's going to tell you exactly what the heck is up. Maybe you have a copper deficiency. Maybe you didn't sleep that well that night because you had that matcha at 4 p.m. It's going to tell you. Don't you wish you could do that? Yes. I feel like this is what Elizabeth Holmes Holmes tried to do with Theranos. She was like, just a drop of blood and we will tell you everything. We just need to do that, but correctly and not illegally. (laughs) It is the end of the year. It is about to be 2023. Where did the year go? Behind us. Gone. It left. Poof. Well, I was just telling you that I'm doing this thing called... December resolutions. Tell all seven of the people listening about this. (laughs) Okay. So you might have heard of New Year's resolutions. Lame, not cool. Don't do those. Or you can do December resolutions and build some dang momentum before that new year comes so you can ease into your goals. For example, I'm doing a 28 day no sugar challenge. I'm doing that now. And guess what? I'm going to move into the new year feeling so good. Instead of being like, new year, new me. I'm setting goals now. Right. Getting that leg up. I think that's a really good perspective because we put so much pressure on ourselves to start fresh. Mm -hmm. And I think it causes it's daunting and it causes two things. It causes you to throw in the towel hard beforehand, right? You're just like, okay, starting January 2nd. I'm going to work out five days a week and I'm never going to eat a carb. So then <laughs> you just carbo load and binge because I don't care because in three weeks time I'm going to be. And then you just feel like shit because you're anticipating this like new you. Mm-hmm. Your goal for yourself is like starting in January. I want to work out more. If you don't already work out, don't say I'm going to start working out five days a week starting January. No. Mm-hmm. Why don't you start working out twice a week today in December? And mm-hmm. listen, we've all done it. There is something kind of exciting about feeling like you're going to get a fresh start. But I think it's so funny. What about me. a sneaky start? Right. A sneaky start. Everyone else is starting in January. You're starting in December. Yeah. Back to your point about resolutions being so lofty that they're not realistic. I heard someone give two great pieces of advice. Yeah. Alternatives to resolutions. And one is to ask yourself, what can I do this year? to make this the most exciting year ever. 
And I loved thinking about a year in that context versus like, what can I do this year to like change my bad habits? I just thought that was such a more productive way to look the year. Like yeah. if you you phrase it in that way and kind of shift your perspective. Well, I think because I think the conversation has to be about what do you want to add to your life versus take away from your life. Boom. So instead of Boom. saying, I'm going to remove carbs and sugar and alcohol and laziness from my life, just say, I want to add feeling energized to my life. I mm-hmm. want to add a trip to my plans. And I also think to your point about like, being more militant i think that's easy when it's a short-term goal so like a 28 day no sugar you're doing it for 28 days yeah so you're like i'm not gonna have sugar for 28 days but if you said i'm never having sugar again that would be crazy because trust me when i was 20 i would say shit like that to myself i would be like i'm eating raw vegan forever and for three months i would eat vegan and raw like i was eating bags of spinach and carrots and like jars of salsa like what am i just never gonna have but brown rice little, again like that a was a little tied to your ed though no i definitely had an eating disorder for <laughs> sure but i think people say stuff like that where they're like i will yeah. never do this thing ever again and that's just not realistic it's not it's always better to do short term yeah make a goal for the month yeah back to december resolutions tm by Paige elkington get going now december resolutions tm Mm. I'm realizing that I'm really into self-improvement and self-help maybe more than I had admitted to myself in the past. I think I used to like really judge people who were obsessed with like self-improvement and like self-optimization. But I find it to be something that's been extremely beneficial for me. I just learned about this new technique called rejection therapy. Tell me about it. It's being popularized by the kids on TikTok. Mm. And I think it is really effective for, you know, maybe Gen Zers who are a little more isolated and um, not interacting with the same amount of people that maybe boomers did or millennials did. But the concept is that it's a form of exposure therapy Mm -hmm. where you put yourself in situations where you may be rejected. The hope is that after putting yourself in a situation where you could be rejected multiple days in a row, that you would become desensitized to kind of the awkwardness and the pain associated with being rejected in the first place and possibly then reap the rewards of being able to put yourself out there. Can you give me an example? Yes. A good example of rejection therapy would be going to a hotel walking up to the receptionist and asking for a free hotel room. Yeah. And they would probably look at you like you're crazy and be like, (laughs) yeah, that's not how it works. Okay. So that may be a more annoying example, but let's say you're in a new city and you have a friend from college that you haven't seen in a while. You need a place to stay. Mm -hmm. You're feeling a little weird about reaching out to this person because you haven't seen them in so long and you're not that kind of person who does that or inconveniences people. But you could text them and just say, hey, how are you doing? I'm in town. Any chance I can maybe crash on your couch tonight? And maybe they say, yeah. And maybe you guys see each other and have the greatest time and it's so not a big deal and it was not an inconvenience to them at all and yeah and i guess the point isn't to have like a lacking self-awareness of burdening people Mm -hmm. but it's to dispel this notion that maybe you're always burdening people when you ask for things right? right or maybe you're really fearful about going up to someone you think is cute and just being like hey do you want to go on a date sometime mm-hmm. maybe that is the scariest thing in the world to you and yeah they might say no maybe they're not interested maybe they have a partner but maybe they say yeah and you guys live the rest of your lives 
together. That's a massive reward. Right. I think the fear of rejection, the fear of judgment is so prevalent. Mm -hmm. I think back to what you were saying about certain generations, younger generations being more isolated because of their phones and the ability to connect virtually versus in person is so real. And I think that there are wonderful aspects to that as well Mm -hmm. as potentially detrimental aspects to it i do think that it's like oh have we forgotten how to just ask for help or ask for direction we just shoot little text messages and we don't have actual confrontation and i don't mean confrontation negatively i just mean to confront but i also want to say that can be wonderful for people who have any sort of emotional disability physical disability where being in person with people has been limiting and I don't, I'm just bringing it up yeah. separately that I think it's so interesting and so cool to have community exist in a phone now. Imagine someone who has a physical handicap and having dating exist on a phone opens that door for people that didn't have that 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. I think that it's great. And I do think that what you're talking about is not that. I'm kind of yeah, creating my own. Is, rejection therapy has nothing to do with technology as it relates to disabled communities or people even with agoraphobia or other social anxiety disorders. Technology Technology has tons of pros. This isn't about technology being bad. Rejection therapy is a form of exposure therapy and it doesn't have to be rejection. It can also be like if you have this intense fear of what other people think of you, you can also apply exposure therapy in that way by like going and laying on a yoga mat in in the middle of a crowded intersection. And you might be like, oh my gosh, what are people going to think? Like, what am I doing? But then after an hour, you're kind of like, I don't really give a fuck anymore. I brought it up because I just went to Northern California with our friend Lola and we both wanted to apply this to ourselves over the three days that we went on this trip. And so Lola has a tendency that when people compliment something she's made, not Owning telling, it. yeah, not telling them that she also made it and she sells it. And I asked Our friend Lola her, has a really awesome brand called Daddy Bones where she makes really beautiful jewelry and like really cool cell phone cases and she makes things out of bread and she's really awesome. So I asked her why she doesn't tell people that she's made something when they compliment her phone case or her hair accessories or whatever. And she said that she thought it was aggressive. And I was like... No, aggressive is like shoving me up against a wall. Yeah. Aggressive isn't saying, thank you, I made it. And I have a website if you're interested and you want to look at the other stuff I make. Yeah. And the reward is so high. Maybe you make a sale. Yeah. It's more of just this narrative she tells herself that it's aggressive. But it's it's not. In reality, that's not aggressive. Yeah. And there's a way to do it also in a way that's not like pushy. Mm-hmm. And so I told her, your challenge over the next couple of days is when someone compliments one of your products or one of the things you're wearing that you've made, is just say, thank you, I made it. And just see where the conversation goes. So she's like, oh, God, that stresses me out. How did it go? I mean, it it went great. Almost every time someone complimented something and she said she made it, they asked for a card, they asked for the website. And by the end of it, she was great at it. So you can see just a little bit of that exposure therapy was so helpful for her. And she probably made a a few cells because of it. Mm -hmm. And then in my case, my assignment was to, since I was going to this town where I was potentially going to buy land but I also have a little bit of a hang up on like going to strangers and being like hey what's it like living here mm-hmm. because it feels invasive or something anytime I went up to a stranger and asked them about their experience about living in this town they were so happy to go on and explain their entire life story I you know what I mean they, they went above and beyond yeah and and then I would learn more than I ever even hoped of learning mm-hmm. and I got such a good feel for the town I met so many incredible people I talked to everyone by the end of it I was talking to anyone who walked by me 
Yeah. And that is not in my nature, even though I'm a person who's very social and does not have any social anxiety. Yeah. I still don't want to bother people. Right? Yeah. And it's just, it's unhelpful. You know what I think too, though? I think we also have this weird tendency as people, because I hear it, I'm guilty of this, and I know friends of mine are guilty of this, where there are people who have no problem asking for help, Mm -hmm. asking for favors. Mm -hmm. And my own insecurity around doing that makes me judge people who do. And I think deep down, I'm just jealous that they don't feel bad asking. In your defense though, there are a category of people who don't have any problem doing that, but overstep. Yeah, yeah. And that is just lacking awareness. Yeah. There's definitely people who take advantage. And let me be clear, that is not what I'm advocating for. Yeah. But just to to end that. Sorry, do you have another point? Nope. Go. Just to end that whole little bit, if you do want to learn more about rejection therapy, exposure therapy, I think that it was popularized by a TED talk that happened. We need that fear factor by a woman named Gia. I hope I'm not butchering her last name, Jiang. I wanted to share it because it was really helpful for me and I'm still doing it with other things in my life and I've seen a, some some big progress. Yeah. So are you doing anything for the holidays? I am going home. I'm going to Rhode Island and maybe New York. I told everybody I was going to New York and then I changed my mind, but maybe I'll change it back. <laughs> for New Year's? No, God, no. Like after New Year's. My New Year's, the last, like, three years is just me watching, like, the ball drop on a couch by myself. My parents will go to a party. Yeah. And I stay home. Because, okay, so you know how I secretly don't like parties? Yeah. Like, very secretly, I hate New Year's parties. I hate pretty much all parties. I can do, like, an intimate gathering with friends. Yeah. Where we all know each other. Yeah. Being thrown into a setting where I have to interact with too many people from too many settings makes me super anxious yeah and so the thought of a new year's party that is just pure chaos it's loud and it has that added expectation on it that it has to be be the most fun party you've ever been to i'm so happy to be in australia just like on the beach oh yeah you're going to australia you fucking bitch yeah bitch it's gonna be summer it's gonna be summer down under down under Mm. you know what we should do this summer what go to alaska should we i spent a really long time googling it last night my latest google search spent about four hours researching alaska what makes you want to go there um and i feel really dumb to admit this but you know what this podcast is all about it's about being vulnerable they're gonna be like it's about I being dumb i didn't know i mean i knew it was far north but i didn't realize that it had periods of time when it was 24 hours of darkness and 24 yeah. hours of light didn't know that sorry i'm literally looking at my google searches and i'm cracking up tell me what what's in there? no i cut you off i just started laughing because i was getting ready to share mine and now i'm like there's really nothing else to add about Alaska. You there, just want to go. That, except that it's really beautiful in the summer. And I feel like people don't talk about it enough. Okay, let's go. My latest Google search was John Travolta Young. Really hot. Hot. Um, what were you saying about John Travolta earlier? Oh, it's really sad. Okay, so Kirstie Alley died yesterday. Right. I was thinking about how much loss John Travolta has suffered. And it, he had a partner in the 70s or 80s who passed away. And then he lost his son. 10 years ago maybe and then he lost his wife kelly preston wow and then he lost olivia newton john wow and now kirstie alley wow 
I just was thinking about how much loss some people have to experience. face and experience, yeah. and I'm so privileged that I have yet to experience that. Um, and it. This is kind of unrelated, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. I just saw a clip of Ashton Kutcher talking about his twin brother, and he was saying that it's so crazy how he's experienced so many blessings. He's like experienced the, the most lucky life ever, mm-hmm. and his brother has had the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Heart transplants, cerebral palsy, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy. Yeah, but some people say cerebral palsy. It's like Pirates of the Caribbean or Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, it's your... That is an extension of what you were just saying. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, the last thing I Googled was Jack Dorsey girlfriend. Who's Jack Dorsey? Jack Dorsey is a co-founder of Twitter. He has the same birthday as my dad and Lola. Wow. He resigned as the Twitter CEO. Now Elon's the CEO. Big L for Twitter. Yeah, I Googled that. What else did I Google? I Googled Grimes plastic surgery before and afters. I like that she's honest about that. She's transparent as heck. And I love that. I think everyone should be. I think if I ever get work done, I'm going to document the whole procedure. I want to watch it. If I get over my fear of needles, it's over for you, bitch. It's over for you. (laughs) Ooh, I also Googled the love frequency. Do you know about frequencies? In what capacity? We're definitely going to end on this because I feel like after I talk about this, people are going to be like, okay, this bitch is... Are we talking about dating again? Because I can't. No, we won't. (laughs) We're never going to talk about dating ever again. There's different frequencies that you can pull up on YouTube. Sorry, I Googled last night at like 10 o'clock. I Googled best brain teasers. Did you do some? I did so many. I'll I'll send you the link. Okay, Okay. continue. There's manifestation frequencies or love frequencies. And you can just listen to them and meditate. Productivity frequencies. Oh, to make you feel a type of way. I don't know. You guys can research it. I love it. About humming is really good for you? No, that has to do with your vagus nerve. So humming is a way to activate your vagus nerve. When you activate your vagus nerve, it helps take your body out of that fight or flight. And humming is a great way to do that. I don't think I have a fight or flight response. I think I'm in like chill mode too much. There are times that I'm like, I should have run and I don't. <laughs> like, so I, like back in the olden days, like a bear is charging towards you. And I'm just vibing. I'm like, this is it for me. You're like, I'm not going to outrun a you, bear. You're like, I'm going to pet the bear. I'm not going to outrun it. Screaming. I'm going to take this berry that was in my hand that I was about to eat. Give it to the bear. I'm gonna give it to the bear. Problem solved. Berries can taste better than me. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm going to be running. And guess who's going to die? You. Because I'm going to trip. Oh, I Googled. Okay, this is total. I have no evidence for this. I'm going to be honest with you. But I was having a lot of nightmares. And someone told me to move the mirror from in front of my bed. I did that. Nightmare's done. Do you think it was psychosomatic? Have no fucking idea, nor do I care. But nightmare's gone. Anyway, just... Oh, I was Googling all the cast members of Girls because I've been rewatching. <gasps> okay, unpopular opinion, but Girls is the best show ever made. It's so good. Changed I feel like mind. that about Girls. I feel like that about I May Destroy You. I feel like that about Fleabag. Those are those shows that when I watch them, We have the them, same like, type of show that we love. It's smart writing. And also, like, Relatable Lena Dunham every- for being like, I'm going to be naked. And I, have, and I have a body type day. that people are going to shit on, which they did. People made fun of her. And I'm like, cool, she will be laughing to the bank. Enjoy your green juice, you dumb fuck. And to this day, even if you hate Lena Dunham and think she's annoying, to this day, I have never seen a body type like hers presented, celebrated, shown without hesitation or shame. And also in full nudity. Also, the show is... Can we just talk about the acting? Adam Driver, fucking Alex Karpowski, everyone's 
performance in that show is so good. It's such good acting. It's so good. The dialogue is so good. I know people's biggest issue with it was the lack of diversity, which I fully agree with. It's like an all-white cast, and there's like the token black boyfriend played by Donald Glover who's in one episode, and I totally understand that. So I don't want to be like, it was a perfect show. It doesn't need to be a perfect show to still be a good show. Oh, of course. For all of its flaws, it really set a tone for what incredible writing looks like i couldn't agree more and on that note let's watch some girls also were you sauteing onions or is my bo crazy right now girl i was not sauteing onions can you onions. put your face in this video <laughs> is that my armpit it smells like delicious deodorant oh really what am i smelling oh it's the bowl of shrimp next to me <laughs> Okay, on that note, if you like this podcast, share it with y'all friends. Oh, <laughs> 700. And follow us on Instagram. Friend. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. Last time I checked, I think we were at like 101. So, bro. Cristiano Ronaldo is shaking. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the other top? Taylor Swift? It's Ronaldo, Selena Gomez. God, I don't even know. My friend soon, Pod, honestly. Soon, soon to be my friend Pod. Okay, love you guys. Love you. Stay and sexy and healthy. Bye. Bye.